Hello and welcome to our weekly podcast from Faith Point Church, Auckland, New Zealand. We hope you will encounter God afresh in this week's teaching segment. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to hear more, then you can visit us at www.faithpoint.org.nz. And now for today's message. To start with our first verse, I'll put it up on the screen. In Matthew 13, verse 45 to 46. Very simple verse, very well-known verse, something that's been spoken about many times. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking fine pearls, and upon finding one of great value, he went and sold all he had and bought it. Now, as I read this verse, as I read other verses, you know, there's layers of meaning in the Bible. You read a verse, and I understand, yeah, I know that, but then six months later, you might be praying, oh, I didn't see that. I didn't see it from that way. It's like when you shine a light through a prism. There's, there's different colours if you look at it from this way or that way. And so I just want to bring a couple of things out about this very simple verse that I pray will be a blessing to you and will help you. So the first sense I want to bring about, to talk about, the first aspect of looking at this, is that the merchant can represent Jesus and we are the pearl. And that is saying that to, to Jesus, we are highly valued. You are highly valued. You are that pearl of great price to the Lord Jesus. And I think that's a message that many people need to hear. Many people, people need to know that they're valued. And, and we do, we know that for God to love the world. And I just sometimes find that some of these verses become like a cliche. But they lose their meaning. And I believe that God wants to say, look, you are a pearl of great value. You're a pearl of a high price. And from my work in Romania, I come across a lot of people who are, are broken, they're beaten down, they're mistreated, they're living under, under heavy burdens. And I see that's also in New Zealand as well. And even church people, they're, they're, I must go to church. It's, it, their, their, their religion's become a... a, it's become a Sorry, their worship's become a religion. And they've lost that value. But Jesus is saying, he values you. He values you more than you believe, more than you know. Many people have low self-esteem. I'm ugly, I'm useless. I could never speak up the front of a church. I could never sing in the choir. I could never do these things. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. Believe the word of God that you are highly valued in his sight. And in the story, the merchant's seeking a pearl, but Jesus isn't just seeking for one. He's seeking for everyone. And he paid the price for every single person here to be redeemed, to be saved, to be his pearl of great value. So I just want you to tell the person sitting next to you that you are highly valued. Just tell that person. I just wonder, do you believe that? Do you, do you believe it? And I think there's a certain level that we believe it, but I think there's a depth of belief in the depth of our spirit, the depth of our soul, that you are highly valued. Now, over Easter, in the lockdown, I was watching the Jesus movie. I was watching The Passion of the Christ by Mel Gibson. It's a pretty horrific movie. Um, but that was depicting his arrest, his trial, crucifixion. And it was absolutely horrifying that that was the price that was paid for you. That was the price he paid for me. And that, that gives meaning to the verse, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. 
It's not just a cliche. It's not just a word, a verse that we say. He actually went and died. Now, when it said, for God's love, when he gave his only son, why couldn't Jesus just die straight away? A quick death. Why not just chop the head done? But he went through absolute suffering and agony and pain for us. Because he knew that was the only way to pay the price. That was the price. That was the only thing that, would, that could be done. I want to look at another verse in Hebrews. So if we can go to Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. And when I read this, it's a really strange verse to understand. Looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For the joy that was set before him. There was joy. Not because of the suffering, but because he knew the end result. He knew the value that was upon your life. And so he went for the joy. And now we might, we might suffer and give up for someone that we care about. But to say for the joy that was... He knew there was suffering. He knew what was, happened, was happening. He knew from when he was young that was what was coming. And so for his whole time on this earth, he knew it. And he even asked the Father, if there's another way. If there's another way. But there was no other way. That was the price he paid for your life. You are highly valued in Jesus' sight. You are of incredible value. So don't believe what the world says. Don't believe what, what the devil says, that you're not of value, that you're useless. You are a pearl of incredible value to Jesus. And he knew the only way to have that relationship with you was to pay the price. He's been searching. He found you. Every one of us has been found by Jesus, but he had to pay the price. He's the creator of the universe, the creator of the world, and he paid that price to have that relationship, to have that intimacy with you. And so I just want you to just let that sink deep into your spirit. Let it sink deep. Not just, know, yeah, I know God loves me, and go on to the next thing, but to really have a revelation of the love of God a revelation of what, of what Christ has done and what he's continuing to do. Now, I'm reminded of the song, Here I Am to Worship. And in the chorus it goes, I'll never know how much it cost to see my sin up on that cross. And I've, I've heard that song many times, but over this period of lockdown, that just had a newer meaning. I'd go for a walk around Lake Pupuki every morning. I'd put on my headphones, listen to some music, and have a time of worshipping and praying. And I'd put that song on first. Not just once, but to every day, just let that song just, just soak over my life. Because in, some, in a sense, we will never know how much it cost to see our sin up on that cross. But that was what was done. And when that sinks deep into our hearts, when we can understand the value that Christ places on us, it can change our whole perspective. It can change our whole life. It doesn't matter what the colour of your skin is. It doesn't matter if you're a male or a female. It doesn't matter if you're young or old. It doesn't matter if you're tall or short. It doesn't matter. You are highly valued by the Lord. And he paid an incredible price to have that relationship with you. And I believe he's calling us to go deeper and deeper and deeper into that relationship. 
The Bible says that greater love has no man than to lay down his life for his friends. That's what Christ did for us. He laid down his life. And for those that have watched some of those Jesus movies from the past and even more recent ones, to just, we, we can watch it and then move on, but to really watch it, to, to understand if you were there. I mean, we read the Bible and we read those verses in a half an hour about his trial, his, his arrest, his trial, and it's over, we go on to the next verse. But if you were there, living that, going through that minute by minute, hour by hour, that was the price he paid for you. So I believe that the Lord's saying that when you understand this, you can be free. And I went to Romania because I believe the Lord led me over there. But he's also been leading me more and more to understand the value that I have to him. And when I understand that, when we all understand that, when you understand the value that you have, I believe that you can understand, understand the value that you should have for others as well. That yes, you are highly valued, but that person sitting next to you, they are also highly valued. The person at the back, over the side, the person on the street, they are also highly valued. And when you have a revelation of, of your value and that you should have a value towards others that Christ died for them, that just changes your life. That is life-changing. And really, if the whole world would come to understand that and see that, wouldn't it be a different world? This could solve most of the world's problems that we see today. If people could understand their value and not fight trying to be someone else, and if they can understand the value that the Lord places on other people's lives. We wouldn't see all the hatred around the world. We wouldn't see all the fighting, the arguing, the quarrelling. And I feel the Lord's led me into greater depths of that in Romania. Because in some ways I went over there, I know the Lord sent me there, but quite often a lot of the Romanians, they don't want to accept people from overseas like, Here's this foreigner. He's got his ideas. He's got his, his plans. He wants to try and impose his will on us. And I guess there was a part of that in me. But I also wanted to help the people. And I think over the nine years, and I never planned to be there for nine years, that the Lord's worked on my life and done things in my life that have, that have helped me to understand the extreme value he places on other people. It's great to know the love he has for me. But he wants to develop that love for others, that I should be loving others as he loved me. And I was reading a verse the other day that said, let love be your highest goal. Yeah. Now we quite often throw that word love around, and I, I believe that the word love has lost its meaning. Now if you say, I hate something, you whoa, that's a really strong response. But you say, I love that. Yeah, I love pizza, I love a walk on the beach, I love a holiday, I love when there's no traffic on the road. Oh yeah, I love you and I love you. And so... I think that the word love has lost its power. But when you understand the love of God, the sacrifice he made, you will start to see that you are a pearl of great value. And you are to go out and to value others in the same way. To treat them well. To show them respect. And I believe that the Lord's been revealing more and more of that to me. And so that, that's the first sense I want. That's the first angle I want to have a look at, that, that um, Christ is the merchant and we're the pearl. But the second side, or the second angle I want to have a look at, is that the merchant represents us. That I am the, the merchant, you are the merchant. And I want to ask the question, 
what's the pearl that you're looking for? All through life, when people are younger, they grow up looking for meaning, looking for significance in life. What am I here for? What's the purpose? And we, and we spend our lives working at this and working at that and going here. We're trying to find meaning. And you can see it with a lot of the film stars and movie stars that you can see that, that, that you think that's a successful life. But they're broken people. They don't know the love they have, and so they get into this relationship. They love this person. They get married, and then three years later, it's another one. And so it's, it's, it's rare to find Hollywood, Hollywood actors and actresses that have been together in the one marriage. And so I believe that, that, what, that as a merchant, what is the pearl you're looking for? What are you looking for? I remember a very old song, and I won't sing it because I'm not very good at singing, but <laughs> I'll leave that to Viv. There's a song, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. And I think that's what our lives can be like. We're looking for meaning. We're looking for significance. We're looking for that pearl, but we haven't found it, or we don't know what it is. And so we try this, and we try that, and our lives get so full and busy with doing things. And I went to Romania wanting to make a difference, wanting to change things, but in some ways God was saying, that's great, but find me first. And when you find that pearl of great value, your whole life can change. Your whole life can be transformed. But when you find it, the second part is to sell everything. And not so much to sell, but to give up. To give up what you're seeking. To give up what you're pursuing. And I just want to read some of Paul's thoughts about what happened to his life once he found that pearl of great price. So if we can go to Galatians 6 and verse 14. This is, this is the verse I read years ago, and I just loved it. And it's an amazing verse. As for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world died long ago, and the world's interest in me has also died. That is amazing. How could he say that? Paul, he was a Pharisee. He was one of the, the leading men of his, of his time, taught by one of the great teachers, maybe got the top marks in class. He was from the right tribe of Judah, of, of, of Israel. He, he, he was the man, and that was important to him, his status, his prestige. But he said, because of the cross, because of what Christ did on that cross, because Christ valued him, he was prepared to give up everything so that he could have that pearl of great value, that pearl of great price. And the second verse, a couple of um, books later, in Philippians 3 verse 8, another one that I've loved for quite a while. Yes, everything is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ. Isn't that amazing? What a perspective. How many of us could say those two verses? Because of Christ, my interest in this world has died long ago. My interest in this world has died. Has it? Or to count everything as worthless. He counted his, his um, life, his prestige, his status as worthless. He counted it as garbage. Only a man that's been truly touched by God can say that. Only a woman who's had that revelation that they are the pearl and that Christ is the pearl 
will be able to say those things. To sell all. To give up everything. Now, when I first went to Romania, it was about, I, I had a really good job in New Zealand. I had a really high paying job and, and I was doing well. I was a Christian. I was giving to the church. I was helping out different charities and different groups. And, and I felt the Lord say, go to Romania. So I sold everything and I went over there thinking, yep, I'm going to do great things for the Lord. And I believe that great things have been done, but I believe that greater things are yet to be done. And as hard as it was to, to give up my life, it was, was prepared to do for that pearl of great value, that pearl of great price. I was prepared to give up my job, to give up my income, to sell everything I had, and to go there with just one or two suitcases. That was all I had. And I, but I've, I feel that over time, and especially over the last six months to a year, that the Lord has led me even deeper to greater levels of sacrifice, to greater levels of surrender, to a greater level of selling everything. And I felt that in the past, I was, I was saying to the Lord, look, don't worry about this. I've got a bit of security. I've got this sort, sorted out, but can you look after these issues that are in front of me? That's what I need to be sorted out. And I, and that, and I felt that was okay. But I felt the Lord was sort of saying, to sell everything, to give up everything, to give up your security, to give up all you have for that pearl of great value, for me. Only then will you understand why Paul could write those things. Why could he say that? How could he say it? We might think, oh yeah, yeah, I've given up everything. But if you search deep in your heart, have you given up everything? Is that a truthful statement? I would have said to myself in the past, yes, 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 and then moved on. But I think the Lord is sometimes saying, just stay, just wait to appreciate the price I paid for you and to understand that he is also that pearl of great price. And as we seek that, we will have that. If we go to the next verse I've got is Matthew 16, 24. Another verse along these lines. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you want to be my followers, you must forget about yourself. You must take up your cross and follow me. Now quite often we read that, it says you must deny yourself. But I found this version, it says you must forget about yourself. And I thought, that really captures what denying yourself is. If you want to be a follower of Christ, you've got to forget about yourself. Forget about your plans and your dreams. Because the Lord will place his plans and his dreams inside your heart. And those are the right ones. And what I've found is that there's a great peace that comes from letting go. I had a peace in the past. But when you let go more, a greater peace comes. And let go more, a greater peace comes. And I believe that's where the Lord wants to lead us, that we can walk through this world which is in a terrible state, but we can have peace. And that peace comes from Christ. It doesn't come from working more hours so I can buy a new car. It doesn't from having it come from a bigger house or a longer holiday. It doesn't come from these things that, that we may have put as valuable. Christ is all that matters. I remember the mind of that rich man who came to Christ and said, what must I do to have eternal life? And Christ said, you know, keep the commandments. And he goes, yeah, I know, I know, I've, I've done all that. What else? And he says, and Christ said, sell all you have and come and follow me. 
Sell all you have. Give up all that you're holding on to. Give up all that you are declaring as valuable to you. And then you will have peace. Then you will have life. And so I have a question, because I wonder how many people of us are saying, Lord, I want more of you. And I think that's a great question to ask, and it's a great statement. I want more of the Lord. I think as humans, we'll never be full, we'll never be full of the Lord. We can always do with more. And I think the Lord is saying, great, that you want more, but you've got to sell everything. You've got to give up everything that is holding you back. What, what, what is holding you to the things of this world? Because this world, it's all going to pass away. It's all going to pass away. And all that will remain are the things of God. So I just want to turn to a, a verse in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 10. And it's talking about Abraham. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. He was able to give up his homeland, not knowing where he was going, not knowing what lay ahead. He'd found that pearl of great value. He'd found Christ. He'd found God. And so he was able to give up everything, to live a completely surrendered life, to have more, to be in the midst of what God wanted. He was focused. And I'm also reminded of Paul and just his, when he said, he's, because of the cross, he's dead to the world. You know, he received a prophetic word. And how many of us like to receive prophetic words? We all like to receive a word from the Lord. Now, Paul received a prophetic word. The Holy Spirit showed him what suffering lay ahead. Now, imagine getting a word like that, what suffering lay ahead. And if we can just turn to that in Acts 20, verse 22 to 24. And now I am bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me, except that the Holy Spirit tells me in city after city that jail and suffering lie ahead. Whoa. Who'd like that prophetic word? <laughs> the Holy Spirit told him that in city after city, jail and suffering lay ahead. And he says, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. He'd found that pearl of great price. I can imagine some of us, if we received a prophetic word, and someone said to me, look, you're going to go back to Romania, there's going to be suffering, there's going to be this, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, well, I might stay here a bit longer. <laughs> but when you think about it, the Holy Spirit spoke to Peter and showed him what lay ahead. And he didn't care. He knew he'd found something of infinite value, something that you could not put a price on. And he'd given up his entire life to fulfill the call of God. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. I want that to be said of me. Do you want that to be said of you? That your life is not worth what we think it is. It's worth nothing unless it's completely committed to serving the Lord, to doing what he wants. When you find that pearl of great value, you'll give up everything. Your whole life will change. And I know that there are many people here who have given up their past lives. 
I know James' story, his testimony, the life he had. He was searching for things. He gave it all up. He found something of greater value. Others, George, the, the, the lives that people have given up, even here, the stories of everyone in this room, what have you given up to follow Christ, to, to achieve and to obtain that pearl? Because some of us think, yes, I've found, I've found Christianity, I've found Jesus. And when, when it's told you've got to give up everything, oh, that's a bit high, that price. Maybe half. And I, I think sometimes we try that. And I think I've done that myself as well. We, we try to see how far, but God is saying everything. That merchant sold everything in order to obtain that pearl. Are we prepared to sell everything? To give up our lives for Christ? Are we all in? It comes down to that. Are we all in? I mean, not that I'm a poker player, but <laughs> for what I've seen about poker playing, if you, had, if you had the royal flush in your hand, there was no other card that can beat that. You have got it. Are you all in? Or do you only put half of your money in? Are we all in? We have that royal flush. We have the best cards in the deck. There are no cards that can beat that. And the Lord is saying, when you have that, you've got to be all in. You've got to be all in. It's no good placing half a bet and having some back just in case. You've got to be all in. So that's the, that's the message I, I wanted to bring to you today because I felt that the Lord's been working on my heart to, to develop that more, that, that as I understand how valued I am, to place that value on others, to show respect for others, to treat them well. And as we go through life, we see people who, who are broken. And are we judgmental? Are we critical? The Lord is saying, value others as you are valued. And out of that, when you do that, then you can truly give away all you've got. You can sell everything you've got because Christ is that pearl of great value. And if you, if you do that, your life will be different. It won't be the same again. There might be ups and downs. There might be struggles and difficulties. But the Lord said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. But you've got to be all in. You have to be all in. I've tried over many years doing things my way, being a good Christian as best I can, but it's not good enough. You've got to be all in. You've got to give up every single thing that's holding you back. And then you will obtain that, that pearl, that thing of enormous value that there is no price for. There is no price that we can put on what Christ did for us. So that, that's the message I want to bring today. But 